Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. One week from today, the Buzzcast will surely be talking about the NFL draft in Cleveland and some other NFL news. The league will announce its schedule on Wednesday, May 12th at 8 p.m. That's the latest the league has ever announced its schedule. This is your morning Buzzcast for Thursday, April 22nd. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody is doing well. A lot we need to talk about this morning in the state of sports business. Let's start around the Olympics. Athletes at the Summer Games in Tokyo that raise a fist or take a knee will face potential punishment. After nearly a year in review, Olympic officials have decided to uphold the rule that bars athletes from staging protests from the medal podium or even on the field of play. Olympic athletes have, of course, been prohibited from any form of demonstration. And Olympic officials said they surveyed Olympic athletes, and the survey showed that the vast majority of athletes were opposed to allowing protests or demonstration. This is interesting. 70% of the athletes surveyed said it was not appropriate to demonstrate or express views on the field of play or at the official ceremonies, and 67% of athletes said it wouldn't be appropriate on the medals podium either. So athletes clearly don't want their colleagues to make any type of protest. It wasn't clear what consequences the athletes would face if they do protest. But this is a story that's going to remain in the news as we lead into the summer games. Meanwhile, IOC President Thomas Bach said today that officials are confident they will be able to successfully stage the games and they aren't considering a cancellation. He said the IOC was optimistic about both coronavirus testing on the ground in Japan and on anticipated high vaccination rates among Olympic athletes. So again, Thomas Bach feeling confident that the Olympics will be held starting July 23rd. Let's shift to the story that has everybody talking, and that is the Super League. There's more and more about this story that's just fascinating. Real Madrid president Florentino Perez, who was among the leaders of the Super League, admitted that the league is now on standby. But he also expressed surprise at the reaction to the concept, saying the reaction was as if, quote, we killed football, end quote. Perez had a couple of other interesting takeaways that I want to share with you. He acknowledged that the leaders have been working on this project for three years. He had said he had never seen so much aggression about a concept. He claims the aggression and the protests were orchestrated. And he also said everybody among his colleagues and peers who were part of the Super League were surprised at their reaction. That boggles my mind a little bit, but that's what Perez is saying. I found that noted global soccer observer Rory Smith's take in today's New York Times is a very good read, and I suggest you read it. He wrote how team owners totally misread the reaction to the Super League, and he said it was striking not only in how quickly the concept collapsed, but how easily those who had designed it and signed off on it, like Perez, seemed to capitulate, and they didn't even seem interested 
and trying to win over the fan or government opposition to the concept. But again, Florentino Perez saying the Super League is on standby for now, but this story is going to remain in the news. I find it one of the most fascinating stories in a long time, certainly of this year. Meanwhile, I'm sure you've all seen it, but if you haven't, check it out. UEFA sponsor Heineken and their agency publicists quickly poked fun at the effort with a social media post around the traditional Heineken ad that said simply, don't drink and start a league. Well done by Heineken, of course, a UEFA sponsor that was certainly opposed to the European Super League. Let's shift to some interesting news. Out of college sports, we talk a lot about name, image, and likeness. The University of Georgia has named Altius Sports Partners to manage its name, image, and likeness education program. So what does Altius do? They'll go in and they'll educate Georgia athletes on changes in the compensation laws that will allow athletes, of course, to monetize their NIL rights. They'll also provide programming and a year-long series of workshops. Altius Sports Partners was founded by former NFLPA executive Casey Schwab. They are already working with LSU, South Carolina, and Texas on name, image, and likeness initiatives. Now they will work with the University of Georgia. Let's shift to news around the Indy 500 because we have known for some time that Roger Penske wanted to make a big statement with the Indy 500 because he really hasn't had that full coming out party since he took over the race in Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Well, now Roger Penske and his executives have their plan. Indianapolis Motor Speedway plans to host up to 135,000 fans for the May 30th Indianapolis 500 race. That is a huge number, and it's about 40% of the track's unofficial capacity. Now, that number has been signed off by the county's public health department. It would make the race, of course, the highest attended sporting event in the U.S. and potentially the largest enclosed gathering of people since the onset of COVID. So we'll watch this story. They've got about seven weeks before the Memorial Day race. If they can get 135,000 fans socially distanced, that would be quite an accomplishment for Roger Penske and Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The Wall Street Journal is reporting today that Overtime Sports, which we have talked a lot about on the Buzzcast, has raised $80 million in funding to pursue its plans to launch its own high school basketball league. Remember, we've talked about Overtime Elite, where players will be compensated for playing in a high school basketball league and forgo some eligibility. So who's behind some of this funding? Some big hitters. Amazon's Jeff Bezos. Drake, and Reddit co-founder Alexis Ohanian, who of course is also an investor in Angel City FC, are among the investors of the Series C round. Also investing, more than 25 current and former NBA players. So overtime, according to sources, is now valued at more than $250 million. Again, Overtime Sports, certainly a company you want to keep an eye on. And the launch of that high school basketball league, Overtime Elite, one of the stories of the year. Let's end with a couple of quick hitters. I want to offer a congrats to the team at Monumental Sports and Entertainment in Washington, D.C. I know they have been eager to have fans return to Capital One Arena. Well, they opened their doors last night. And they drew more than 2,100 fans as the Wizards beat the Warriors. It was a great game. And it did end Steph Curry's amazing streak of scoring more than 40 points in so many games. It was the first time that Capital One Arena opened its doors to fans since March 10th 
of last year. And finally, we have talked about how leagues want to get on a normal schedule for next season, the 21-22 seasons. They want to get back to that traditional cadence of when they normally start and end their seasons. Further proof of that is the Athletic reporting today that the NHL shared for the first time on its general manager's call yesterday that it's hoping to start its 21-22 season on October 12th. Now, that's about a week later than normal, but it shows them looking to start in October and have that traditional season. Training camps would open September 22nd. They're not ready to go public with that, but that's what they've hinted to general managers. And again, further proof that leagues really want to get back to their traditional calendar schedule. So again, a lot going on today in sports business. It is Thursday, April 22nd. That is your morning buzzcast. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody has a great day. I will speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.